Welcome back to another edition of an MBA show without a name. I'm your host, Aiden LaCorey, joined alongside by David Cook and Rafi Safdie. Before we go on, uh, this episode is actually sponsored by Big Baller Brand. So just wanted to get that out there. Big Baller Brand, shitty products for a crazy expensive price. Um, a lot's happened since our last episode two days ago. We had the draft come with our recap, but sadly, Clay Thompson uh, out for yet another season with a torn Achilles. Honestly, generally depressing because Clay's just one of like the best lads in the NBA right now. Like he is just a dog. Like he's just he vibes. As Rafi always says, Clay Thompson just vibes. Yeah. And it's depressing that we don't get to see him. Yeah, I was disappointed when I heard the news. I'm not even like I don't care how the Warriors do, but Clay's just one of those guys that like it is you just hate to see him get hurt. I mean, like if Steph got hurt, I'd be like, all right, whatever. But Clay, you know, doesn't do anything wrong. He's yeah, so and it's probably the end of his career too. Which is kind of, well, I mean, it's probably not the end of his career because he, he'll always be able to shoot. But like, it's kind of sad that like he'll probably never be the same player again. Yeah. Probably he can't that be. and that. It's physically impossible for Clay to be the same player. I feel like with a I mean, reconstructed knee and an Achilles, he'll, he'll just yeah. become just like a standstill shooter, probably. Yeah, but that kind of sucks because yeah. like here's a Clay's whole deal where Clay was one of the best defenders in the league and. Uh-huh. But, like, that's the issue. I'm sure, based on the way he plays offense, right, he doesn't need the ball in his hands. Um, he doesn't need a lot of separation to get a shot off. I'm sure, even though it will be diminished, he'll still be able to run off everything. I mean, that he's part honestly doesn't change much. It's just defensively he's going to diminish yeah. so much. He was great at running off screens and, like, running around the defense. Yeah. And, like, making those hard cuts. I don't know if he'll be able to do that anymore. It just sucks. Uh, it's, it's sad for everyone, but it's specifically sad for Clay, as Dave said, like, I don't know. He's just such a lot. Like, he's just a wholesome guy. You know what I mean? Uh, just like, you don't know it, it feels like Boogie all over again. Just like back to back. And just like a great player. And what sucks, I was reading articles, true. Is like, think about it. Last time we saw Clay, that, like, people were saying, like, oh, you like to hype up game six in OKC, the whatever, the um, 60 point game or whatever it was, like the 11, 60 points on 11 dribbles. But they were, people were saying, people around him game six clay against the raptors was the best version of clay thompson they've ever seen yeah and, and then acl happened and then it was just kind of this sucks though too i mean i think we can officially say the warriors dynasty is done like you said the warriors what's the warriors done? Dynasty? Dynasty's done like i would say it probably is, i don't yeah. see how it's yeah there's a brooklyn and just teams like that yeah i it just fucking sucks I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past us on maybe winning a ring, but I would no. I would say we're unlikely I to. I don't think the Warriors with Steph or Draymond win another ring with them as the focal point. Well, we obviously could get Giannis. Okay, well. That's yeah. not impossible. Yeah, <laughs> yes, sure. That kind of, like, but, uh, but even so, with Oubre, Draymond, Steph, Wiggins, What do you think, Wiseman, what do you think about the Oubre trade? I like I, I think Oubre is very good. I think he's super underrated. Yeah. He's he's really good, and then so I think Wiseman. Wiseman's so in a perfect handsome. situation. Kelly Oubre is so handsome, like, <laughs> so handsome, Rob most handsome player in the entire league. Takes. And we're talking about me and Andrew talking about how handsome Kelly Oubre. Oh, I didn't realize, but I completely agree with that take. Oubre is the number one <laughs> on my handsome rankings. Like, if we wanted to do a handsome rankings, Kelly Oubre would be like the consensus be so LeBron level number one pick. Rankings. He models like he's a legitimate model. How about the I mean, who are the other contenders? I mean, he has to be number one. I, in my Paul opinion. George. Paul George is a good-looking lad. So, 
Yeah, Paul George is a good-looking guy. I don't think he'd be top three, though. Devin Booker's not that good-looking. He has no eyebrows. That is a good point. Uh, Tyler Hero. Jimmy Butler's in my top five. Raul Neto's like a good like put together kind of guy. Who? Raul Neto. Raul Neto. Raul Neto. <laughs> yeah, very well cast. I think you need to play at least ten minutes a game to be <laughs> in the top ten picks. You you need to appear. You've had to have appeared on league fits at least once to qualify for this. <laughs> no, Kelly you Bridge were nice. I liked it, but did you see? The also, group? holy the wait! I just have to point this out. He makes our team even more handsome than it was before. I mean, Draymond just brings you down. <laughs> Draymond brings it down a lot. <laughs> Steph and Oubre now. God. Wiggins brings it down. I guess. Wiseman's <laughs> no. Wiseman's, I mean, okay, you're right. Well, I guess it's really just a, a top heavy. Steph just looks so soft. Like, yeah, he is. Steph he's has the whole braids soft. thing now. Um, yeah, I don't like the braids on Steph personally. But the back to the Ubre deal. I mean, I think that you kind of had to do it, and there's only so many actual pieces they could use for it. But did you see? So they used the whatever the trade exception. So Ubre's salary is 14 million, but he bumps them over the tax threshold. So essentially, Ubre's deal is a one-year, 82 million dollar deal after all the tax <laughs> that got added because it bumped them up 68 million in luxury tax, which is I mean, you got to pay the price for Anthem. Could you imagine your like your owner paying eighty two million for a year of Kelly Oubre? That's absurd. Just shows we're serious about winning. So, but he's not helping you win a championship this year. Hey, he's not okay. Thompson, relax. He's not gonna help us okay. win a championship. But if we had Clay and Oubre, that team would. Be but you wouldn't be trading for Oubre if you so. Maybe I don't know. If the Warriors, obviously, it was poor timing. If the Warriors like. Knew for sure it was a blown Achilles. Do you think they draft Lamelo instead of Wiseman? No, I, I think I think they were gonna go with Wiseman either way, or trade down. I think they probably knew by their pick that it was a torn Achilles. Yeah. I would have drafted Lamelo. I mean, he was. I I think we also he was the best player in the draft. So like, yeah, like I would. Yeah. I think he fits really well, and him playing with Steph. Plus, I'm ordering that jersey on DHK and the a Warriors. Mellow jersey would have been a lot cooler than a Hornets one. I don't know. I like the Hornets one. It's kind of hipster. The Hornets jerseys are clean. The Hornets new ones are clean, but it's also a Hornets jersey that I'm going to be rocking. Yeah, but all right. Say you're going for a jersey from every NBA team. I'm thinking if I'm getting Hornets, I'm going to get a LaMelo Ball jersey. I mean, LaMelo makes everyone have it, though. That's what kind of sucks. My Tyler Hero jersey was so much cooler before everyone else decided. I think I'm a Willie Hernan Gomez. (laughs) <laughs> Willie Hernan Gomez. <laughs> Malik Monk, just because of the... Uh... He's horrible. Yeah. Hey. He kind of hey. Think about it. Malik Monk was dropping 30 points a game on Coke. So, like, could your shooting guard do that? No. My shooting guard's Clay. Yeah. You know, David, fun fact... He's about baked out of his mind every game. His nickname is Smokey for a reason. Clay? <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm saying. Clay does edibles in the games, probably. I, I remember the interview. Some reporter was like, why do they call you smoking? He's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but in all seriousness, prayers up for Clay. The Warriors are at a really crossroads. Because the dynasty really is done, and it really sucks that we're going to go over, like, what? I think it might be in when it's also in, like, a thousand days without Clay Thompson playing basketball. It sucks. But the real big news yeah. – well, that was the big news. Well, but, the real big news is – 
um, Ennis Cantor going back to Portland. But yeah. all of it just, I just saw that. I just saw that. That just a, happened. Like, a I weeks. mean, to be honest, Ennis played really well when he was with Portland. Yeah, he did. Do you just call him Ennis? Yeah. That's what I call him, Ennis, Enos. I'm the only one that calls him Enos? Okay. Well, Enos. you rhyme Enos with something. Yeah, I know. That's my nickname for him. He was really <laughs> shit. That's a good trade for them, though. Well, what did they give up for him, actually? I think it was, it was a rando trade. They, oh, were, they like packaged him. Oh, and the, oh, the Boston one. Yeah, and like Memphis got Desmond. It was like a combination. Like, it wasn't anything big. I like. Right, what was your big news? What? What was your big news? You're about to say. Before? Well, I said Clay was the big news that overshadowed like our real topic of today's show, which is that yeah, what, draft. The draft. Yeah. Um, I mean. I feel like my one thing going in, there was a really shitty class. I was like, oh, but there's going to be a lot of movement and trades. And in reality, there wasn't. There was, like, no movement. <laughs> but let's just start. Watch the, Listen to the step over from more. But the big winners of the draft consensus were the, the fucking Sixers. Daryl Morey was, went into God mode. Um, I thought, I'll say, I think both trades that he did were even trades. Like, but I think both – all both the Thunder and the Mavs both benefited a lot as well. But in terms of shaping a roster for the first time in years, the Sixers have an identity. And I mean, what myself have been saying since I appeared on the LOD show back freshman year and what every Philly fan has been saying is just give us shooters around Ben and Joel and let them go to work. And that's exactly what they did. So they trade away Horford's and his albatross of a contract. And then what were the picks involved? 34 and a future first. It was like 2025. Yeah, so a fucking like pick way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it was it's slightly protected, but it Horford, is. 2025 first and 34th overall in this year's draft for Danny Green. And then it was essentially a Seth and a first for um, Seth for Josh Richardson and a first. And so now your new starting lineup is Ben, Seth Curry, and Danny Green, I guess, and then and Tobias will be in MB with Tyree, and then they also drafted Tyrese, which we'll get into, which was a very good pick. I mean, Paul Reed and David's guy, Paul Reed. I mean, David, you're the Sixers fan. What were you, what were your emotions on draft day with all the trades and the picks? Um, so draft it was Horford was the first move to go. Um, we, me, and my whole house have the Woj notifications on. So we all get the notification at the same time. Everybody just starts screaming. We all run to each other, meet in the hallway, start jumping up and down. That Horford's gone. Thank God. Didn't know what we were getting back right away. They didn't, care. they didn't care. They didn't care. Yeah, we did not care. Could have been a refrigerator. So we gave up this uh, Al Horford and a Serbian point guard, who I was more uh, upset we got rid of than Al Horford, to be fair. And we got What's back. Name, Richard. Yeah, yeah, meet you. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I liked him more than Horford. I didn't even know we had him until that day. So, says a lot. But uh, my overall draft night, I was so happy. We didn't think there was any way Max would fall to 21. I didn't think there was any way Paul Reed would fall that far. Um, you could tell that Maury let Elton Brand have a pick when he picked Isaiah Joe. <laughs> <laughs> He just let, he just gave me a little gift. He's like, here, here here's the keys. Here's the keys, son. Dude, what's the what's the meme that is? Uh, it's a two rappers. I think it's Young Thug and like leaning. Oh, Young Thug and I think it's Future. Yeah, I think over the yeah. and that literally has smack what more stuff to do. He's just like, all right, <laughs> let me clean all this shit up for you, Elton. Yeah, like, <laughs> two moves. Um, 
looking at the deal though for both sides before we get into the actual picks i want to go those were i think the two like legit oh and then there was a canard shimmet we'll get into but richardson for seth i think that's a perfect fit for both teams because richardson instantly helps the defense i still think josh versus is a very solid player he was just pigeonholed kind of like horford into a role that just that whole sixers roster just didn't fit and then you're getting seth for three years of team control one of the best shooters, if not, some would say the best shooter in the league. Fits perfectly well, with Embiid. I mean, that, that's what Morris said in this press conference. He was he was off. Yeah, he's on definitely that. he's definitely top five. But uh, I think you have to say Steph's the best shooter. Over fifty percent on his catch and shoot threes, and Ben Simmons leads the league in kick up passes per game. Oh yeah, it's. I think it's amazing. But I think, I think it's a perfect fit for uh, Philly and for. Dallas, I think it makes perfect sense because they add like a defensive guard to their team that they needed, and then they, if I'm not mistaken, they drafted Tyrell Terry. And Tyrell right? Terry is literally a Seth Curry clone. At That's literally that. That was like my pro comp for Tyrell Terry was yeah. Seth Curry. Like that, that was, was a perfect, perfect fit. To the casual yeah. NBA fan, it kind of looks like the Sixers got fleeced in their trades. But like, yeah, looking yeah. like the fit for all the teams involved, it looks like they were even across the board. Yeah. I feel like the Jay Rich for Seth trade, like, I know Sixers fans don't care, and it probably isn't, but I feel like they could have done that. I, if I'm the Mavs, I would accept that even without the first-round pick being thrown in there. Because, I mean, you got to love Seth. Wait, who, who threw in the first one? Philly? Philly sent a first for mm-hmm. – and Jay Rich. I guess maybe because Seth has just more team control, but I feel like Jay Rich – Seth has a, has a smaller contract, right? It's like 8 mil a year? It's, it's not much. I mean, it's, it's either 8 mil for the rest of it or 8 mil a year. I think Richardson has a much bigger contract. But then he can be a free agent. He provides immediate defensive reinforcements and that they really need it. He like I think he generally fits so good in Dallas. Like I love that deal for Dallas as well. Because I've only heard the Philly perspective because that's all I really I wouldn't love the deal as much for Dallas if they didn't pick up Tyrell Terry because Seth's okay. shooting is like it really obviously helps your offense. A did lot. they did the trade break before they drafted Terry? I don't know. I don't know if it was before yeah, sure. or after they drafted Terry. But either way, that's a rare trade where like both teams it makes perfect oh, yeah. sense. I think both teams completely won. But I mean, it broke around like before the thirty fourth pick. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so they didn't. Uh, oh, so when they drafted Terry, it probably made Seth even more expendable. No, I love. And that I'm deal. shocked that Terry fell that far. By the way, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of his range. But I thought he was for sure at first. But. I mean, I don't know how Azubuki goes in the first, and yeah, Terry doesn't. He went. I and Pritchard went in the first. Yeah, Peyton sure. Pritchard. Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> There's no, and he had no business going in the first. I don't understand how dope was drafted. I don't, and not to hate, not to hate Aiden, but I was surprised that quickly went in the first as well. I mean, that one makes sense though, because he provides. I, to me, it doesn't really. Right. I can see how Odoko was drafted. He just seems like a career backup center, but I mean, if you're you can't shoot free throws at all, yeah, but anything. He's, he's tall. He's a shot blocker. Like, yeah, I guess for a backup. He's center. a role playing big. He's like a matchup big. Yeah. What do you ask? But it's weird to waste first round capital on that one, specifically when you have Gobert already. Yeah, he seems like a shitty go bear. Um, so back to the top of the draft, and Edwards got drafted. Um, not surprising. Yeah, but both for a guy who doesn't like basketball, he got drafted first overall. I mean, but I was thinking, like, did he just say that so the Timberwolves wouldn't draft him? Maybe, dude. You I think he actually meant that. To be honest, no. And when, when I've watched him, I, I like. 
he seems kind of indifferent a little bit he's, to basketball. Yeah, he's like, I, it makes sense, like, that they picked him there. Like, like if you watched – I don't know if you guys watched the film session he did with Mike Schmitz, but it was, like, very odd because he was literally, like, admitting to Mike Schmitz that he doesn't give effort on defense sometimes. <laughs> it was so weird to hear that. <laughs> My favorite part when he was like, yeah, I'm, like, a legit rapper. And they're like, oh, like, Damian Luna. He's like, nah, better. <laughs> he's like, I'm waiting. He's a pretty good rapper, too. He said, I'm waiting to drop my tracks until I actually, like, get in the NBA. I'm like, no one gives a fuck. Maybe we should <laughs> drop him his, uh, his freestyles at the end of the podcast as our closer. <laughs> Could you- I think, I think, oh, that's a good idea, Loki. We just DM him to, like, yo. Case scenario. I wish he went to Golden State. Like, I feel like. He won't. I think in Minnesota, he's so likely to become like Wiggins. Oh, I think if he if he fell if he fell into, I think Golden State takes him instead of Wiseman. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but he fit. I mean, Minnesota if they couldn't trade it, that was the only logical pick. Eh, Lamelo probably very well. Personally, I would have taken Lamelo because like Lamelo was my number one prospect. Yeah, and I wouldn't really care about it. Probably would have fit with D'Lo too, but and like and on paper, most fit what they needed. But that team has a bunch of dudes who are playing no defense. <laughs> I, mean, I think when you draft that high, you shouldn't be worried about the fit and I all that. You should but just take the best player. I mean, but Cat has negative defensive value. D'Angelo Russell is allergic to defense. And Anthony Edwards admits that he doesn't try defense. So, like. And yeah. Ant Edwards could be like an elite defensive wing, like top, yeah. like all yeah. NBA defense. He has the size and like the, and the length skill and the body. set to do it. He's just lazy as shit. One of the player comps I see for Ant a lot is uh, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> I think a comp. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I think I, it's a horrible comp. <laughs> Dwayne Wade, dude. Player comps are re- absolutely re- dude. Oh, I love them. I think they're loser, I love doing player big comps. Big loser in the draft. Stupid, Jay Williams has no idea what he's talking about. That <laughs> it is. Did you guys hear Jay Williams after Ant get picked, or it was after Wiseman got picked, or Ant got picked? He goes. Yeah, and he's probably going to, like, one of the toughest conferences now in, in the league. Wait, wait, wait. What did he say? Williams said he's going to one of the tough, toughest conferences in the league. Out of the two? I don't, I'm like, bro, there's literally two <laughs> conferences. Like, <laughs> no shit. Yeah, but Jay's cool, though. He rocks the turtleneck. Yeah. No, Jay, I hate Jay. He pulls it off. Jay Williams Reece ruined Davis, the broadcast for me. Reece I can't Davis had no him. business being on that. He, like, he, he clearly had his computer out just doing research. I'm like, Reece I Davis could tell. didn't even know what was going on. He did it. At least Billis, I feel like, has some idea. But even Billis, I like I like Billis. Yeah, I like Billis too. But Billis had some sus takes as well. The, oh, their player comps are always horrible. By the way, I don't really pay attention to them, but they're usually they're always like white guy on white guy, lefty on lefty. Oh, it's always, if it's a foreign guy, it always compared Pass to foreign. Dirk or Luca, no in between. Yeah, I like uh or Manu. Manu's a big one. They yeah, Balmaro got compared uh-huh. to Manu. Of course, they're both. Argentinian. Yeah, so. Uh, I also thought it was interesting uh, how they went from talking about how Anthony Edwards, like, has two dead uh, – his mom and his aunt – or his mom and his grandma. And then a couple picks later, I forget who it was, they talked about his mom's flower shop. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Little segments cool. were really – like, some of them were, like, emotional. Like, Onyeka's was yeah. super emotional. Cassius, I don't know if you guys stayed up for that, was emotional. But uh-huh. – even Ants was like, like, like I get it, but some of them were just like, why are you sh-? like even dude like no personally I find it to be crazy. dad, 
But they were just like, like so I, I find it to be cringy. Like, why are you asking Aunt about his dead yeah, I mean, grandmother and mom? Like, yeah. I don't know. It, it's not, it feels distasteful yeah. when you just the Echo one was questions. most cringy. That one was terrible. Yeah, just like let him be. You know, they're about to cry, and they were. I mean, like it was literally. It's supposed to be this dude's the happiest day of his life, and they're about to make him cry. Yeah, dude. I just also yeah. don't, but like that was cringy. Who's even cringier is like the ones that weren't emotional. Like, dude, I don't give a fuck about Patrick Williams. Let alone, I don't give a fuck about Patrick Williams. Like, it was doing flowers. Patrick Williams seems like a good kid, though. It was, I mean, it, it does. Was I just am yeah. saying, like, what is ESPN trying to show me here? Just show me like his college highlights and I mean, breakdowns. Like, I feel like dude, the breakdowns were very like minimal. They should have had Mike Schmitz just do a little overview of each player. Yeah. 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 Being drafted early though. Did you guys? Did you guys peep? My favorite part, the USP Woj went on once. And he only went on once or twice. And each time he spoiled the pick there, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, they've yeah. traded up for this. And let me tell you, they've been targeting so-and-so. And then uh-huh. Reese, Reese was like, hmm, I wonder if they do that. And Silver walked out until they did it. Oh, you know, I think it's hilarious. Shams, uh, Shams won the competition. Shams he won the first round. I, I didn't see the totals for the second round, but it seemed like Woj beat him to a lot of the second round ones. And I give Woj the win for the night. Because – Think about it. Woj is on TV. I think you're just biased towards Woj. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Shams yeah. did but, come back. But is Shams on ESPN? Is he, does I, do, I, I, I think the first round has to hold more weight than the second round. Aiden. Like, okay. I think, so I think you got to give Woj the dub. Yeah. I mean, I guess. And Woj, I think Woj broke both trades. But still, Shams impressed me. He, Shams was down a lot, and he came back in, like, the late picks of the first. To uh, win, um, second overall pick was Wiseman. Do you think they take it as seriously as we do? What? Do you think they take it as seriously as we do? They I think they do. I think they both have egos. Yeah, it can be shown by Woj not responding to my DMs. Yeah, I bet they take it seriously. Like, I think Woj just like immediately checks as soon as he posts something to see if Shams. But like, what if they block yeah. each other? Can you imagine that? Well, like. Because, like, people are always in, like, the replies. They're like, oh, Shams had it first. Woj had it first. <laughs> like, it's so funny. It's almost, it's always so funny when, like, some rando gets it first. Yeah, there was a one guy that had a – I think the one guy got, like, one point. Yeah, there was, there was two people who got – Mark Stein got, like, two. Yeah, Mark Stein. <laughs> what is Mark – what? Like, I think it was, like, two Knicks picks, too. It's got to be, like, the guy that was, like – he had not been in the room. Yeah, I mean, he's the New York – Daily News reporter. Um, moving on, James Wiseman, second overall to the Warriors. I mean, we kind of discussed it on the first pod. Great fit. We discussed it with Clay. I think it's going to be really good with them. I think it, Kerr just needs to keep him focused because I feel like Wiseman, I mean, in three games in college, that dude was so content to just, like, sit and just, like, jack up shots. And they, he can't do that in Golden State system. But I think it was a good pick. I would have gone LaMelo, especially with the Clay News. But – I don't know. I I, I, I would have went with Lamelo first and second overall, personally. But like, if any, like I think between Wiseman and Edwards, like I think a big aspect of like success for a lot of players is like where they end up. And I think this is like a prime example. Like I think Wiseman's going to end up being much more successful than Edwards is, and it would have been the same if it were flipped. You know. I mean, Wiseman doesn't have a hard job. He just has to come in early and just set picks, rebound, and roll to the rim. And then hopefully can unlock more. The Warriors should have tried to draft Anthony Edwards. Just see what happens. Yeah. Like say, his, say his name after the oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just see no. what 
No one was investigating. Like, David, you could declare for the draft. Yeah, Shaq West did. Like, you can – all you have to do is submit paperwork and be a year removed from high school. I think Kyle Solomon applied for it as well. Our friend from back home tweeted multiple times. Do you think I could get invited to the combine? Absolutely not. No. All right. Over the over this next like couple months until probably what like June or July, uh, I need you guys to tape every like pickup game we have every if we have rec games, tape my games, and we'll send it into like someone. Send it to Billy Lang first. Have Billy Lang send it to his people, and then you're have horrible. Oh, okay, let's not say horrible. <laughs> well, how tall are you? Six one on a good day. No, that's a lot. And are you a power? I feel like Dave is like a six one power forward. Oh my god, Aiden, you're not. You're ridiculous. Everyone's smaller than me. You're not six foot. What? We can go. We can go to the doctor, right? Get out of here. Whoa, no, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa! Is it his NBA height or his normal height? Like my NBA height six foot, but I'm five nine. I'm six three. I'm six three in the NBA. You're six foot. Aiden, you'd be like six eight in the NBA. Aiden's really I'm six, six seven five. right now. I only gain an inch. Aiden, you're six five. Oh, okay, you want to gain two inches? Yeah, six nine. Okay, you'll be six nine. I can give you two inches, dude. In high school, did they do that for you in football, David? Did they add like inches and pounds in football? That's what we had for basketball. Um, they added it on the program, but my max preps was my actual height and weight because I didn't put it. Interesting. Wait, but back to what you said. Could you imagine the Warriors have selected Anthony Edwards? <laughs> it was like, y'all just can't do that. Woj, he opens up, not Woj, Adam Silver so, opens up the envelope. He sees Anthony Edwards. He's like, wait a second. <laughs> what does this do with this? You know, could you imagine if Shaq Westcott, if I was a team with like the 60th pick, dude, I would have done it. They would have gained so much clout. I mean, it would have been hilarious. Like, imagine the Sixers did that over Paul Reed and then signed Paul Reed as an undrafted free agent and immediately cut Sheck West. There's this dude on TikTok that got – he's getting a, a G League tryout with the Stockton Kings just through TikTok. Dude, I, I guess it's good for the – it's like PFT got a tryout with the, the – Yeah, it's, it's the same thing probably. Um, I think Jake Cole's getting a tryout with the Pistons too. Jake Cole's, like, not bad at basketball. Oh, I like Jake Cole. Yeah. Um, the real, the real, though, third pick of the draft, our guy, LaMelo Ball, to the Hornets. I was ecstatic. I think it's a great – Hornets have some nice young pieces. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw, Lonzo was in the cut in the background. Like, Lonzo was just lurking. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. saw him. Like, he was shades on inside, hat down low. He was just in the background. Did you guys see him in the background? No, I didn't notice I him. I did not notice him. Dude. I want to see LeVar versus Michael Jordan settle it. Let's do it. I mean, it's a televise it. Yep. Dude, that would be twenty-one nothing. The thing is, Jordan just has no business. Like Jordan would be like, "No, I'm not doing that." Like he's like, "I, I think Jordan might do that." Me. Jordan might do that because he might be a little insecure about Lavar saying that, and he's gotta, <laughs> you know. I think MJ has a bit of a like, like. I don't think MJ know, all the egotistic egotistical maniacs kind of have like a insecurity i think like lebron clearly oh here it is. i don't think MJ would even and mj i mean i think mj cares about what lebron says but i think if a guy like lavar ball says that he could be mj one-on-one then i don't think he cares but it's but he would take it personally huh he would take it personally i think and, yeah 
Look at this. I pulled it up. Look at Lonzo lurking in the background. Great radio. Oh, he is lurking. Like he has a cheetah print thing on. I don't even see Jello. Jello is nowhere to be found. Is that Jello next to him? <laughs> That's some dude from Michigan State. Who is that? Some rando. Dude, I don't know. Dude, I don't know. Lonzo was Warnock. That one chick had a face mask that said vote Warnock. I don't know who Warnock is. Well, we don't need to get political on this show. No, um, let's get political. <laughs> what's your what's your uh so now that we know Lamelo's on the Hornets, what 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 are reasonable expectations for him? For Lamelo or for the Hornets? For, for Lamelo. I'll give you both Lamelo and then the Hornets over the next couple of years. Um Lamelo, I expect him to I don't and he's not gonna be a leader. Because he's just not doesn't seem like that he's that mature. He's not. I think I think he should come in and be the second or first highest score on the team. Like I think I mean I think that's what the coach should give him. I think the coach should give him the green light to shoot. Yeah, I think he plays his best. He but I think he could also very well facilitate. Just be like Oh, he can facilitate, yeah. No, no, I know he can, but I'm saying I, I think he's a better passer than he is the Oh yeah, sure. yeah. I'm saying like his he might not be the leading scorer, but he I think he instantly comes in and makes everyone better. Miles, yeah, I, P.J. Washington, Devontae Graham should all benefit from having him. And I think for the team, uh, I don't have any expectations for the Hornets, not going to lie. I just yeah, I, I like the young core a lot. Oh, I like the young core. I mean, wh- what do you think – who do you think's like – why do you think it's such a good young core? I mean, like, LaMelo – There's LaMelo. I think P.J. Washington. LaMelo has star potential. I think, well, I think – yeah. But, I think P.J. and Miles Bridges – I don't think they're all stars. But I don't think really good building blocks that most teams would have. I, don't like I think Washington is closer to his ceiling right now than you expect. I think, and I, I don't think Miles Bridges is good. I've never thought he's good personally. I think that I think PJ, and I think Devonte is overrated personally as well. Even even though he's a GM. nice story, he's, he's well, I mean, he can't I, score two pointers. I think PJ. They need maybe one more like legit young piece, but I think PJ is very good for that team. Like I think he, I do think he's good too. I'm just saying, like he's a, he's I wouldn't starting four. He's going to be their starting four for the future. I don't know. I think he peaks as like a slightly above average NBA player. Yeah, that's not. I mean, that's. Well, I'm just saying. I'm like I'm just saying. I don't think the core is like that exciting. I would prefer, obviously prefer a core like Memphis or okay. a team like that. Well, I, I know that one's pretty obvious, but. I also, I mean, the Vernon Carey and Nick Richards picks were interesting. Also, they also the Hornets also got Grant Riller, who a lot of people really like. So I mean I I just like it I'm I'm higher on their upside. I, Miles Bridges I was never too high on, but I think you're underrating. You're oh, you're yeah you're underrating him a bit. I think he's I think I think underrating he, who? are both solid NBA players with a little more potential, especially with a guy like Lamelo running the show. Who Devonte? No, Miles Bridges. Like why do you hate Miles Bridges? Oh. I mean I I just think that Bridges is not that skilled of a player and he's not really great at anything. Like, what's he supposed to be good at? He's not an efficient scorer. I wouldn't say he's a good uh, defender. I wouldn't say he can shoot the ball. He can't create. He's just athletic. And Devontae's already 25. Devontae's kind of a jacker. Um, Interesting. Fourth pick, Patrick Williams. I mean. Oh, so over. I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, there's always one guy that we're like, why did they pick him here? And I think he could be that guy. But my initial thought was that he's going to stink. I mean, dude, he averaged nine points and, like, three rebounds, and he came off the bench at Florida State. He's the ultimate team just, like, love the body type and just, like, the ultimate buy-in because of that. 
the last, I mean, it's not like a bad thing. I wouldn't say it's a terrible thing to come off the bench in college. Yeah. I mean, Devin Booker did it. Yeah, but that I mean, was definitely not Devin Booker. Uh, DiVincenzo did it, and yeah, DiVincenzo was not that good. Seventeenth, and beat Book came off the bench on arguably the greatest college team ever. So, all right, let's let's chill out. <laughs> what? Is... But 2016 or 20, 2018 Villanova team beats them. No. 2019 St. Joe's. All right. <laughs> this is absolute blasphemy. I'm just, uh, I just zoned out. What, what, what were you guys talking about? We're talking about 20. Aiden said that uh, St. Joe's is better than Kentucky. This, this is not what I said at all. I said that I, I, I've talked with me and Rafi on our walks to school in high school would have the. Can, I, I said 38 and Kentucky is the greatest team of, ever. Wisconsin, one word, Wisconsin. You just can't say they're the greatest team ever. Aiden two probably words. didn't win. This is not what this show's about, okay? Two words, Bronson Koenig. <laughs> Bronson Koenig. I haven't heard that name in a while. He's <laughs> <laughs> like he's PTSD, Aiden. Aiden's literally scratching his head right now. Yeah. This Maryland team was better than that Kentucky team. That's this year's Maryland team. Too. All right, Patrick. Okay, I'll- Aiden, you're Patrick. a little salty. <laughs> we didn't have the chance to prove our greatness. We haven't talked about strip clubs yet. That's shocking. I don't think we really have the the opportunity to discuss strip yeah. clubs again. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's gonna be a, some something comes out. One of the rookies likes to go to strip clubs, and that'll be the next. Which time. rookie do you guys think would be most likely to be a strip uh, strip club connoisseur? Denny I don't think that Denny Avita's like a class act. Oh, he's a, Denny Avita's a good, good little. He's a good little Jewish boy. He's not going to go to. Any <laughs> I can see Avita though. Uh, realistically, though, I mean Lamelo. Hold on, I'm looking Lamello. at the first round. Oh, Lamelo is a great, great choice though. Lamelo's um, already definitely been on the strip club scene. I could see Ant also uh, being a fan of the strip yeah, club scene. I could see Ant just not going to practices and just going to strip clubs. <laughs> yeah, I can see that too. Yeah. The strip club in the studio. I mean, who who the Timberwolves is telling Ant no? Yeah. No, that team is a Malik, that, that's a mentally weak team. There's not one leader on that team. James, Ever since they lost James Tosh Johnson, Gibson, James Johnson got booted though. Ricky Ricky Rubio. <laughs> yeah, dude, that Timberwolves team's gonna be a shit show. One of my I, favorite I, stories from draft nights was finding out that Denny Avija learned how to speak English. Through playing Call of Duty and watching yeah, so shows cool. like iCarly and Drake and Josh, and Drake and Josh. And the greatest Nickelodeon show of all time. Wine cellar. He was just in the wine cellar. Dude, that was hilarious. I was like, a man of class and culture. Yeah, I was. I'm a big I'm fan of Denny. Denny Pip, running through it there real quick. Isaac Acor, I don't have much to say about it unless you guys do. The Cavs are kind of a shit show. And Bruce Pearl, yeah, I like them. With like my Android quality level of a uh, video. I don't know if you guys are watching them. So, yeah, I watched that. Dude, he did like an interview. John Calipari came in after Maxi and quickly were drafted on like some 4K video conferencing shit. Bruce Pearl came in from outside of a grocery store. So that just shows you the difference between Auburn and Kentucky. On Yeka, six of the Hawks. I need to actually talk about it briefly uh, earlier. I love that pick. He was my number two. Yeah, that, that's one of my favorite picks of the draft because now uh, Trey Young has like a a viable big man to play with. I'm so excited to, just, to watch that. What does this mean for Clint? Yeah, I don't know. What? It makes the what Clint trade. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think Clint, I think Onyeka is better than Clint. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so, too. Already. 
Interesting, yeah. you can't have them both on the floor at the same time. Though. Yeah, you can't. They're the same. They're and the same. John Collins. Yeah, they're, they're the same kind of idea. Like, just I think the best lineup will be with Collins at the four and Onyek at the five, um, or yeah. vice versa. I mean, uh, it, that's what I did with my Hawks team when we did the thing over the summer, the mock off season. Uh-huh. I took Onyek. Yeah. I got Lamelo Ball too. That was pretty. How do you get both Lamelo I, and Onyek? I think I picked like one and pick seven or something. Oh, uh, true. I traded Clint, my, so I had, I had Trey, Lamelo, maybe Cameron. Well, that's elite GMing by you. See, I love the Onyeka pick. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's a perfect. I think he works perfect. Trey, it just doesn't matter. You look back at it and, like, would a guy like Tyrese Halliburton would have fit what they needed in the immediate future better? I think that's what Mike Schmidt said, and I thought that was a very strange take. Really? Yeah, because, like – they're loaded up on wings and guards, you know, like, so they have Trey, obviously, who's the primary creator on an NBA offense. Now you have Quarter. No bias. I think Quarter is a pretty good player. I think Cam Reddish, you guys know him really high. Does Kevin Quarter have the idiot complex that DiVincenzo and no. do? No, 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 he doesn't. He's a rare redhead who has the intelligence. Okay, there we go. Also, he's also, a smart also, lad. Are you just saying that because he went to Maryland? No, 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 he's, he's not. He, he's smart. Everything I think, every time I think of uh, Kevin Huerta, I think of Josh Huertas. Josh Huertas. Who's that? The dude, wasn't the dude on the Thunder the one year? I I don't know who that is. Oh. I've never. I usually know NBA players, so I think Dave's making it up. It could be. Josh Huertas is a Josh Huertas. There's a guy. There was a guy on the Thunder like Huertas. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. I don't know if his name was Josh. Marcelo Huertas. Yeah, Marcelo Huertas. I've never heard of this guy before. How so how does much. Kevin Huerta remind you of Marcelo Huertas? The last no, name. No, Aiden, you're talking about the wrong guy. Oh, <gasps> is this the guy that Josh Huertas backwards? I'm not talking about the wrong guy. That's exactly. Do you guys remember? I think that's the guy in the Lakers who got blocked on a shot when he the shot clock was running around. And he tried to throw it behind his head. It was on Shaq. You lost me. Lost. Look at this. Yeah, that's oh Josh Huistens. Yeah, that guy. Josh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, R, no R in there. Sorry. Huistens. No, Marcelo Huertas is the guy. Do you guys remember? Right off on the sideline. Who shot backwards? What? No. I don't know who you're talking about, Aaron. You do know who I'm talking about? I don't Marcelo, know who you're talking about. Wasn't Marcelo Huertas the dude that hid behind the coach and ran out? Oh, 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 Marcelo. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he was cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah me and Kave used to watch him when the Lakers were horrible, and we would root him on. Uh-huh. Dude, he was cool. So he had the passing gift. Dude, if you go back and look at some of those Lakers rosters in Kobe's final years and the, like the couple years pro Bron, there were some absolute randos. Robert, they, they one time. Do you guys remember when Robert Sacre fouled out and he had to come <laughs> back in because they didn't have enough players to <laughs> roster? <laughs> How does that even happen in an NBA? So for Kobe in. Oh. Shit. Uh, you- looking up pictures of Mar- Marcelo, like, making those dimes he used to make. Like, look at this guy. They're supposedly, like, you always hear about European point cards. He's like, he's a wizard. Like, he's a doll. Yeah, he was a wizard with the it's basketball. Awesome. It's the same thing as Sergio Rodriguez. Who's the who's the Clippers guy? Who spoke? Oh, do you guys remember Milos Teodosic? That's oh, a, that's a Clippers guy. Yeah, Milos. There's another there's another guy who was rumored to sign with the Nuggets who people love. Yeah, yeah, it's the guy from I think he's from Real Madrid. Yeah, Did we they talk call about- him El Mago, the magician. Yeah, 
No, we talked about Milos in the group chat, I think. I don't think we talked about him in the podcast. Milos. I was hyped to watch him. I thought he was going to be sick because everyone was, like, hyping him up. And then I watched him, like, holy shit. This guy makes I compare him to in that group chat? Are you guys talking about Milos or are you talking about... We're talking about Milos. No one Milos. I don't remember. Was it a player who got drafted? Yeah, I think so. It was someone funny. I don't know who it was. I don't remember laughing. I don't think it was to Kelly Oubre. I mean, no, it was a foreign dude. Why Why would I not compare a foreign dude to a foreign dude? The ringer refuses to do that, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> you guys never noticed that. <laughs> the ringer? Yeah, they, they can't do like it has to be cross racial and it has to, you know, <laughs> they can't do a white guy to a white guy. The ringers are just they're just doing their best job of being PC. Yeah. Bill Simmons for you. Dude, I like I would, the ringer, but Kevin O'Connor's big board just pisses me off. I want Bill Simmons back on the draft show. He's terrible. It's so I fun. loved it. I'm a huge Bill Simmons I fan. Or er, Stan, I should say. I don't like Bill Simmons. You don't like Bill really? I just love his opinions. Like, just, his book um, is one of the best basketball books ever. Have you ever, do you ever watched like go back and watch his uh, draft comps? Yeah. No, oh, are they are they bad? He has some bad terrible. takes. I mean, he's, he's hold on. He's I don't not, think he's good at giving takes. I just like the way he delivers his takes. He still has the best NBA yeah. draft moment. Oh, he's. His reaction, those takes. his reaction to Anthony Bennett getting drafted was hilarious. I think he compared uh, Jabari Parker to Paul Pierce. I think I compared him to Carmelo Anthony. Who? We don't need to discuss this. But Who? I, I Jabari out. Parker. Oh. How's that dude still in the league? And he, he, signed like a, he signed his like player option with the Kings. That's why. Jabari Parker was the number two overall pick. That's insane. That draft was and Wiggins. Weird. That draft was terrible. Raffy Wiggins number one, Jabari Parker number two. Rafi did say Embiid should be drafted one. That was a Raffy. I think that was one of my better draft. In calls. you said that in twenty fourteen. I don't have many of them. Yeah, he said that. Yeah. Not too bad. I was a big Embiid fan. Not too bad for what I met. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how far Joel Embiid has come because I always watch that video of him the first time playing basketball when he tried to take the layup and like. Oh yeah. He was like fourteen feet behind the basket. Uh-huh. And he went up and just nothing. Dude, it's so crazy that was then, and then like two years later at Kansas, he was that good. It's like he was. Just, studied Hakeem YouTube videos. Yeah, it just seemed like I feel like big men aren't supposed to be able to develop that fast. So I think he was just like a natural talent. Yeah, I mean his footwork. I just wish he could stay healthy. And also, he just does. He refuses to get in shape. He's just addicted to cheeseburgers. Yeah. I mean, he is. I mean, respect, but that's his issue. Um, I don't know. I don't think that's his only issue, to be honest. I think that also, on top of that, Philly just refuses to give him the ball enough. Really? Allow yeah, it. like against Boston, it was frustrating to oh, watch him just like not yeah. enter the ball into the post. We literally just should have went and beat on Tice the whole yeah. series. Yeah. But in the regular season, I mean, Embiid, is, my only issue with Embiid realistically is some. obviously he needs to try and get in better shape because I think he would be a beast. And also he has an odd affinity for just falling in love with, like, threes. And he really should. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Much everyone down low. And, but, I mean, it's okay to shoot a few threes to, like, I mean, no, no, mix, no, no, no. mix well, it up, but, yeah. A lot sometimes. Here's my issue with Like, Embiid. Maury said if he had Embiid, he would give Embiid the ball over and over and over again. Like, he, he – and now he actually does have Embiid. My but. issue with Embiid is, like, there's a clear, like, two things 
that are holding him back. And he just, like, one is out of his control, which are, like, injuries and, like, nicks and bruises. But the other is just, like, getting in shape, which should be, like, a relatively easy thing to do. And I just feel like he refuses to do it. And in Philly, every, like, offseason, you hear the same two things. Oh, Simmons is finally going to start shooting threes. And, oh, Embiid finally, like, dedicated himself to getting in shape. To be fair, the injury stuff is probably slightly with the getting in shape stuff as well. Like, it goes hand in hand, probably. Not for, like, a big injury, but for, like, the nicks and bruises, it would probably help if he dropped, like, 10 pounds. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think it would affect him at all. If anything, it would make him even more graceful. Embiid glides, and he shouldn't. Yeah. Another sad thing about Embiid is he doesn't know how to land. Which is so oh, scary. Like cool. every time he plays, you're like, I hate watching him. He's like the Mike Williams of the NBA. Yeah. He does not. That's a that's a good point. I feel like I've subconsciously noticed that that dude never lands just like a normal person. It's like a set of bricks being thrown down. You know who was drafted in this uh, 2014 class? Giannis oh. and Kumpo. No. That's Giannis was 2013. Oh, yeah, you're right. Mitchich was drafted. Who? Vichich, the dude the Sixers traded for. Yo, that's what I wanted to talk about. Did you see one of the deals involve some dude who got drafted in 2008 who still hasn't come overseas? What? Dude, I swear to God. Unless it was I mean, an error and ESPN meant to say 2018, which make a lot more sense, it's a 2008 second-round pick. Do you know what trade it was? Ah, dude, fuck, I don't know. I meant to text you guys. At that point, they're just throwing him in the trade for fun. Maybe, I'm assuming it was a typo, right? Had to have been. It, what, it must. It has to be a typo, I think. At the at the youngest, thirty. Yeah. Well, unless he, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He drafted at eighteen, probably could like I could have been drafted older than that. So at the youngest, he was drafted at eighteen. Twelve years later. That's obscure. Um, moving Lamar, along, with Lamar Patterson was drafted in this draft too. Moving along with our 2020 draft, though, any thoughts on killing Hayes to the Pistons? I like the pick. I love, I love it. Uh, Obi to the Knicks, though, I think was what we really oh. – not a fan. That's that was a- such a Knicks pick. All right, Obi Toppin, when he got picked to the Knicks, he was talking about how he's back in his city. Obi, all right, you were born in Brooklyn. You didn't play high school ball there. Relax. He's not from New York City. You were born there. Where's yeah. he from? I don't know. He played basketball in like Florida. I'm pretty sure somewhere weird. Not it was not New York City. That was such a Knicks pick. Like I just know what o- I feel like. We all know what Obi is. In my like, well, we all agree. So he's so mediocre. Oh no, Obi. Yeah, Obi but he can played, dunk. So New York will like him. He played in Florida, a couple of different places in Florida, and he played somewhere in New York. Not New York City though. Westchester County, uh, and then he played in Baltimore. You're not a bad how are you feeling about Denny? You like that pick? I just want to say one more thing on Obi. I saw a tweet that said, Obi Toppin will turn 23 two months into his rookie year, is too undersized to play the five, but too slow to guard fours, plays upright and gets caught, gets caught flat-footed, doesn't box out and gives up easy offensive rebounds, and has abysmal defensive awareness and negative hip mobility. Other than that, I'm all good. <laughs> Obi stinks. He's shocking. Like honestly, I would not draft him in the top twenty. But he can he can jump jump high, so we're gonna draft him. Can jump high. Knicks fans love the pick too. (laughs) Knicks fans would love that. Knicks fans don't know basketball. Imagine booing Kristaps but cheering on the Obi pick. (laughs) Denny Denny's warming on me a little. I wasn't a fan when it happened at all, but like, I mean, he averaged like. Dude, speaking of like the lazy tropes. 
the trope that he's Danilo Gallinari's or like the comp to Danilo Gallinari, in my opinion, is like ridiculous. I can carry a lazy comp to him. I, I can. Danilo can freaking. I mean, he's a sniper. I don't even know who I'd compare Danny to right now. Danny's just like. I would compare him. Is it shocking to compare? Or actually, that's that's a lie. I was gonna say to like a Joe Ingles if you could shoot. No, because he's like Danny's a good playmaker. <laughs> he's better than Joe Ingles. I just I'm I, trying to think of like a what style. What I really like about Danny immediately is that he can play off the ball and be really good, and he's a great cutter, and he's a solid passer. Oh. I don't know how much value he has off the ball if he's going to shoot 28% from three. I've got a floor for you for Danny. He can't shoot. I also don't know what. Um, he's an excellent passer, though. I really. I. Yeah, that's so his floor for me is uh, Sato, Sadoransky. Yeah, isn't he? Except 6'9. Yeah, but bigger. He, he doesn't yeah. really have. I, the Wizards, one of the, it will work out perfectly if either him or Rui can figure out how to somewhat shoot. Then it will be fine. But if neither of them can, we are fucked. And defend Rui and Danny. Dude, because you need to blow it up. I, I agree. I guess I don't mind it because upside and he wasn't expected to fall, but I would have rather drafted a, a, a lead guard for the future. I thought Kira Halliburton or uh, – if he could shoot, he's he like I would have easily had him in the top five. I would have taken I would have taken Kira Halliburton or Vassal over him, but I mean it's grown on me. I, I'm what's frustrating is so many people are like, oh yeah, he only shot fifty five percent from the truth line, but his shot looks good. I'm like, it doesn't matter if it looks good if he is shooting fifty five percent. But I'm kind of is what it is. He was here's the key. He was originally expected to wear number forty four for us, which would have he would have had a shit career, but he changed it to nine, which is a lot. Yeah, Denny was going to wear 44, but now he's wearing nine. I like it. Yeah, I mean, like, 44 just seems like a gross. Like, I think he, he should be a player that wears, like, a number in the 70s, I think, or 80s. No, 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 no. The only person you can rock in the 70s is Luka. Or, uh, well, didn't Bialika wear a number in the 80s? Yeah, I think he wore 78. No, he wears 88. Yeah, I love that. I think Denny should go to 88. No. That's, that's a cool number. number. No, all Denny's a single-digit play. number kind of player. Now, all my 2K players wear numbers in, like, Taco, Taco wears number 76. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense because he's 7'6". Oh, I never noticed that. About that. Um, we're kind of at a plotting place. We're only at pick nine. but yeah. We could just talk about the best pick in the draft and Imagine. then go on to, like, just, like, sleepers and shit like that. I'm the best pick in the draft is right here. Imagine listening to this, like thinking you're gonna get a, get a good analysis on like every like one through thirty pick, and we spent like an hour. We talked about like Milos for like five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you're getting with this podcast, and I love yeah. it. I'm I'm with it. I just want to point out the best pick of the draft. Oh, Jalen Smith was Jalen Smith at number ten. Worst. That shit was so. No, bad. I see. Here's the thing. So everyone, and I'm being dead serious. I'm not being like you know. I made that post on Overstated Aiden where I posted about Jalen Smith. I like. I think he's absolutely worth the, t- the tenth pick. I did. I'm tired of predicting what the Suns uh, give a fuck with. And, and you call me biased, Aiden, but I did not like like he's way better than Bruno. Like Jalen Smith is a re- like top ten guy. He's better than Bruno Fernando. Bruno sucks. Well, don't, don't hate on Bruno. He's an emotional leader. <laughs> <laughs> I hate on him like that. He's, like he's not as talented. Bruno's so cool. I have his jersey. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, Jalen Smith, great pick for Phoenix. Great pick. Fits perfectly. And also, by the way, Devin Vassell at 11, I also think is a great pick. Anti-reset 12. That range was just all good. He was the the true, like, 
the athletic who I love the like their full like breakdown. This was, I kid you not, they're just their Jalen Smith pick breakdown. Mm-hmm. Phoenix had two highly rated guards on the board at the 10th pick in Devin Fasil and Tyrese Halliburton and somehow went for Maryland Jalen Smith instead. Aside from being arguably the biggest reach in the draft, Smith is unlikely to be able to play much for, which means his best case scenario is playing 10 minutes behind DeAndre Aiden for the next 10 years. People don't know what they're talking about. Anytime you can get that with a lottery pick, you have to pull the trigger. There's absolute backhanded sarcasm. No, 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 no. Okay, listen, listen, listen. I, I completely disagree with that. First of all, in terms of the guards, when you say they passed on two guards to do that, they have Paul and Booker, and you said they took a guy who's going to play 10 minutes. Whoever they took is not starting, first of all, right? Yeah. Maybe besides Vassell, maybe. I would have been fine if they took Vassell, too. But th- these are their wings. They have those two guards. They have Cam, who's a sniper, who can play. Then they have uh, Mike- Mikel Bridges, who 3 and D. So Vassell's kind of, like, uh, redundant. Sticks can play backup small ball five, and I don't agree that he can't play the four. I mean, that's my take on things. He he makes perfect sense for them, I think. I would have it would have been more sense like if it took like Sadiq Bay, like that would have been a little bit of a reach. But I like. Well, why would you take more. would you take Bay over Vassell? I thought they I'm, I'm not saying like uh, also acting like he's going to be there for years. Uh, uh huh. Like, Raph is also acting like CP3 is going to be there for years. Like, Halliburton would I mean, I'm not, but I, I, I just I, oh, think you have to play for this year. crazy that Halliburton fell as far as he did. Yeah. I thought Halliburton to the King seems like a perfect pick, though, too. Because Halliburton's never going to be a star, but he's just going to be, like, a great do-it-all guy. He's winning in both on and off the court. I mean, just an absolute dog. Um, his dad... Yeah, I would have loved to succeed in more, like, 13 to New Orleans. That would probably be my... Like dream fit. I love the 12th and 13th. Halliburton and Kira back to back were two just excellent picks. Those were probably my two favorite in that uh, relative. I think Sticks is going to make everyone look really stupid. With Dude, he kind of looks like a ninja, but he is a member of Goggles. David has a theory that anyone who wears goggles just can't be good. Yeah. That's uh, true. Kareem? On, on Hold the on. Well, no, you can't count anyone that played before 1980. But what about Kirk Heinrich? Can we throw Kirk Heinrich in there? Dude, Jimmy Butler says Kirk Heinrich was a dog. He compared Hero to Kirk Heinrich. Have you, David? I don't know if you've ever seen Slam. That's a weird. That's a weird mix because they don't play anything alike. I feel like no, on I, the football field. If I ever saw anyone with Rex specs on, it immediately just diminished the, like my respect for them. And I just they were I've never there was never one good football player that had Rex Specs on that I saw on the football field. Dude, there's that guy who's on fire. Rodrigo, Rodrigo, Rodrigo Blankenship. Blankenship. Yeah, he's a kicker. Um, arguably the best video on the internet is Slams point them out with Jimmy Bam and Tyler. Tyler got upset when Jimmy compared him to Kirk Heinrich. He says, "Oh, Jimmy, are you doing that because I'm white?" <laughs> really, remember Bam called? He was I think it was Bam who was like, "Oh, he's Larry Legend." Yeah, and Tyler was like, oh, white guys. And then Jimmy's like, nah, don't disrespect Kirk. Kirk was a dog. Kirk was a dog. For real. Dude, that video is classic. David's texting in the chat. He's hungry. David, what are you hungry for? Uh, I think we're getting cheesesteaks later. I think I'm not going to Angelo's. Are we going to – so we'll get a score. Um, dude, I don't care. We can cut it. We had a no, well, if we cut it, should we go through our top sleepers real yeah, quick? go through – your favorite pick and do your yeah do your like favorite sleeper. All right, favorite pick, favorite sleeper, and then 
Yeah, we'll just go to FA. Like, well, isn't your favorite pick your favorite sleeper? Yeah, well. Mm, not necessarily. I guess, like, favorite pick's, like, perfect fit. Right. So, for that, I would say Vassell at 11 or um, Onyeka at 6. Those let's are two that do, I like. Let's just do player of the draft, least favorite pick, and then um, what team overall had the best draft, not including the Sixers, because they were just trades as well. I wasn't going to pick the Sixers, by the way. That, I just wanted Dang. to put that out there. Best draft. Genuinely think, if you look at it, the Spurs, because they got two guys who fit in perfectly and I think will make an immediate impact. So I think Jones and, and Vassell, two really good picks. They're off the top of my head. Always love what the Nuggets do. I love how they always reach around. They did Zeke Nagy pick, but I love the trading for RJ Hampton. I, I like RJ Hampton's upside. And my favorite pick, though, I mean, low-key, I really do love Tyrese to Philly. I think that's a perfect fit, especially – Tyrese to uh, – oh, Tyrese Matthews. With yeah. his ceiling, like what is – he has a ceiling, but like in Philly he doesn't need to – like if he was a lottery, there's probably advanced expectations. But in Philly, I can I think he can fit in perfectly. Um, Tyrell Terry to Dallas we've already touched on. So you just need like 12 winners of the draft. You know what? Fuck you, Rafi. All right. <laughs> Not a lot. You rushed me through this. I, 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 I wasn't really <laughs> I am going to say – I'm going to say Philly because I love how they have a team on paper now. I literally look said at you and you're like Philly and you pick Philly. Oh, I couldn't pick Philly? Okay. Well, I was just going to say I feel like they have a team on paper that looks like it actually makes sense now, you know? Okay. So I'd pick them. Literally, but other than that, I would I would uh, shout out I I would shout out San Antonio, but you already did. Um, so. Oh, I lied. Okay. I know I'm changing my official answers are the Grizzlies because they came in with one pick and came away with Desmond Bain, Xavier Tillman, and some other dude that I love that I can't even remember off the top of my head. And then I'm gonna say this, favorite pick, I'm gonna say non-already mentioned, I will officially say R.J. Hampton to the Nuggets at 24. I'll say Jaden McDaniels at 28 because I just don't think anyone who's that talented should ever drop past 20. All right, my uh, other than the Sixers, I think one of the teams that had the best draft was the Warriors. Uh, I think Nico Mannion is just such a warrior. I think, like, I just picture Nico coming off the bench behind Steph. That is me. And uh, they took who, what was the other pick they had? Wiseman? Wiseman, yeah. Wiseman. I think he, I mean. Right. I mean, Nico Magic kind of has an idiot complex as well. Um, and but, we had a Justinian Jasup. Yeah. That dude's a stash, though. That dude already signed uh-huh. him the NBL, so he can't, he can't play for the NBA. Yeah, he'll come over at some point. Yeah. Well, people like him as a shooter. Um, one of my favorite fits, outside of any Sixers player, I'm not going to go Tyrell Terry. I mean, you can say Paul Reed. I mean, Paul Reed's a guy that, like, I want – like, I want him to be on the active roster. Like, I don't want him to be on two-way, but I want to send him down to the G League for most of the season because I think he's a guy that will benefit from playing time, and if he's not in the G League, he's not going to get that playing time. But I want him on the roster in case, like, an injury happens to our backup four, whoever that will be. Uh, one of my favorite fits is Coy and Ancient Magic. Bro, I was hoping you would say that because did you all see Spike just pop up randomly? That was so funny. Bro, he did like a little run thing out of, out of nowhere. Like they were like, is that, is that Spike Lee? Out of nowhere. 
Um, oh, and Cole Anthony is wearing number 50 on the Magic. That is, oh, that's cool. I don't like that. That's his dad's number. Yeah, but a number 50 Cole Anthony Magic jersey? Kind of cool. if, he's on the, if he's on the Heat, then I like it. I don't think the, I don't think the 50 looks good in pinstripes. Why? That's just a random. Yeah, it's just a very. I don't know. It doesn't fit. I'm a big like this. It has to look right to me, and it doesn't look right. Fair. The magic jersey also kind of suck. Anyone number the throwback? What number is Maxi wearing? You know. I don't think it's been. You would know more than I would. I don't think it's been announced yet. That's true. I also like RJ Hampton. He's on the Pelicans now. No, RJ Hampton went to the Nuggets. Yeah, but oh, after being first dealt to the Pelicans, he was traded to the Nuggets. Yeah, I love that. He's not. It's gonna be like Michael Porter in my mind. He's not gonna play for the first yeah. couple of years, but they love stashing elite. Like, oh, uh-huh. that's it's a great pick. Trade it up. I mean, I didn't like their Zeke Nanji pick, but I really like. Yeah, I didn't like. I don't like, I like Zeke the Nuggets drafting strategy every year. I, I did. They shoot for upside. There were so many yeah. players that I want undrafted that just should not have. Devon Dotson. Like who? Um, uh, Dotson. Yeah. Killian Tilly. Oh, Tilly went undrafted. I can wow. see, I can I see why that. Tilly went undrafted, oh, but I, I but you have. To I personally would have taken Tilly over Isaiah Joe. Yeah, Isaiah Joe was just kind of. I don't think Isaiah. I mean, he he's a flamethrower, but or like, why don't like the Celtics take Tilly over Yam Madar? Yeah, I don't know. Did you see? <laughs> they were crazy. <laughs> Did the Celtics take Yam Madar? Yeah, they took Yam Madar. Well, Celtics had and a they took Is it, Like, what was the point of that? Yam Madar is. Is an Israeli and Patrick Beverly? Yeah. That's how I was debating when I would say it. And everyone's like, hmm. hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, it sounds like a kind of like a war criminal, if we're being honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said. I the Celtics the- had a weird draft, dude. They I liked the Neesmith pick, and then pretty- after that, they went downhill. I don't like the Celtics draft at all. I usually like the Celtics drafts. I don't like it. Neesmith. Peyton Pritchard, I can see him in a Celtics jersey. Why? Because he's white? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. What he, I don't know. He just looks like a guy the Celtics would have coming off the bench, and he's gonna it's like gonna hit a big shot out of nowhere. Peyton Pritchard will be relegated to the Boston Red Crabs. Yeah, I like Peyton Pritchard though. I don't like he's. They have they have Pritchard, they have Madar, and they have uh, Tremont Waters. I just wish they would they have like twelve guards. Yeah, that's what they do every year. There's drafted like Carson yeah. Edwards too. Oh, Carson Edwards, yeah. This Jeff guards and his whoever wins the job. And yeah, I did like the Neesmith pick because I think he helps an immediate need. He because he's he was probably one of the best shooters in the draft. The thing is, I would have. I think the Celtics are in desperate need of a center. Not that there was any centers available really around that pick. Precious, they could have taken Precious. Yeah, Precious. I would have loved. In all seriousness, I would have loved Sticks there too. I really don't like Precious. Yeah, it, he was an interesting. I know we're rambling now, David, because you need to go eat. But yeah, Precious was an interesting. I thought the Heat should have taken Maxi over Precious because I would have liked the band can't play together. I would have liked if the Celtics took yeah. Azubuki over Pritchard. Back to back. Yeah, like I think that would have been more sense too. Yeah. Or Vernon Carey, or like yeah, any like really any. Because they just got rid of Enos, so now they need like a one of the guys yeah. who can score. I bet they resign Bates. Who? Aaron Baines. Oh, that'd be sick. He he'll be a dog there if he resigns there. Uh, a return for, for yeah. Aaron. Like the Nerlens Noel return. Oh yeah, that would be a good signing for. That's, that's happening. Um, I guess that's gonna do it for us. David needs to go eat his cheesesteaks. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll probably be back because the free agency is still gonna be in full swing, and I'm assuming some uh, wo- no woge bombs dropped. 
Shout out to the tens of people watch uh, listening to this. Yeah, like literally the twelve. And, uh, yeah, Lauren Hagen, if you're listening, shout out to you. And I uh, can't really tell my mom to and family to listen because it's just probably not appropriate for my siblings. Yeah. We didn't really talk about strip clubs today, so we're good. I would say it's PG thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't it's know. R. The last one was the last one's definitely. Last one. Last one was elite. And this, yeah, it was. It was definitely yeah. There was no uh, R-rated content to talk about. Yeah. I mean, we did talk about strip clubs though, because we all said Lamelo would be number hardly, one. Hardly, hardly. I can. I can find some R-rated material if we want to, but I don't have to. All right. So until then, that will do it for myself, David, and Rafi, and we'll see you guys uh, next show.